Well, good morning, Woodville. It's an honor again to greet you from our home to your home. And I want to give a huge shout out welcome to those that are our guests who have joined us today from our city across the nation of Canada and even globally around the world. I am so overjoyed that you have joined us today. Well, it's my privilege today to share with you from God's Word. And today I want to begin our spring sermon series that we are calling Proximity. And for the next four Sundays, we're going to explore that theme of proximity. And if you go in the dictionary, you'll discover that the word proximity means to come close or near to someone or something. And our key verse is found in James chapter 4, verse 8 where James says, come near to God, and God will come near to you. You see, we're in this COVID season, and we're all in isolation. And let's be honest, it's easy just to, just to check out Netflix and spend our time with Netflix and sitting around, and how am I going to fill my time? And I don't want you to waste this season. I want you to, to find great strength in this season. Draw near to God. Press into God. Get near to God. Get near to God in his word, in prayer, in worship, and watch what God does. I want to share with you today, when you get near to God, God's going to get near to you. And he's going to reveal things to you that cannot be revealed to you when you're out of isolation, but will be revealed to you when you are in isolation. This is a season of physical distancing, isn't it? But there's never, never meant to be a season of spiritual distancing. And I just want to impart into your spirit today that when you get into the vicinity of the divinity, you're going to experience the proximity of the Trinity. Because when you get into the vicinity of our divine God, getting close to God, you're going to be in the proximity of the Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit is going to speak great things to you. Well, in this introductory message, I want to talk to you about the subject of seeing the unseen. And in just a couple of moments, I'm going to share with you seven very specific things that I really believe are unseen, but God wants you to see seven unseen things. Before we come to our text, let me give you three quick scriptures. The first is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, where Paul said, so we fix our eyes, not what is seen, but on what is unseen. And I want to challenge you in this COVID season to, to fix your eyes, not on what you see, but on what you don't see. And I'm going to share with you those seven unseen things. Well, how do we see the unseen? Well, well the answer is found in Hebrews chapter, chapter 11, verse 1, and, and it's through the eyes of faith. I mean, you're, you're looking at life through your natural eyes, but, but today I want you to start to learn, to grow, to discern and see life, not through your natural eyes, but see it through your eyes of faith. And in Hebrews chapter 11, verse one, it says, faith is, is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. So when you're walking in faith and looking at life through the eyes of faith, there's a confidence, there's an assurance, and there's a hope of what you do not see. One more verse, it's found in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and verse 2, where the writer said, let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. You see, God has marked out this season. He knew this COVID season would come. It, it's a season that we got to walk through. He's allowed it. We're going to get through it. How do we get through it? With perseverance. But even more so, he says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. 
I'll tell you how you have the eyes of faith so that you can see the unseen. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Don't take your focus off Jesus. See Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Walk in faith. Put on the eyes of faith. And you're going to begin to see these unseen things. Now, Jesus, we learn in in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, is the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. He's the originator. He's the pioneer. And then he's the perfecter of our faith. He is doing a work of faith. So we want to spend time in the vicinity of the divinity so that we can experience the proximity of the Trinity. Because when we get near to God, God gets near to us and he begins to reveal things to us. So for a few moments today, I want to unpack to you seven unseen things that I believe God wants you and I to see. So I want you to get your Bible and turn with me in the Old Testament to 2 Kings chapter 6. In a couple of moments, we're going to read verse 8 down to verse 23, and we're going to discover these seven unseen things. Here's a story for people. One is Elisha. The other is Gehazi. The other is Jeroram. And then the last one is Ben-Hadad. Well, who is Elisha? Elisha is the man of God. Elisha is the prophet of Israel. Not Elijah, Elisha. Elisha is the successor of Elijah. Elisha's the man of God, the prophet. Who is Gehazi? Well, Gehazi was the servant of Elisha, the servant of Elisha, Gehazi. And then Jehoram, who is he? He's the king at that time of Israel. And then there's Ben-Hadad. Who's Ben-Hadad? Well, he's the, the king of an area called Aram. He's the king of the Arameans, which are also called the Syrians. And they were the enemy of God's people, the Israelites, Elisha, Gehazi, Jehoram, and Ben-Hadad. Let me start with number one, the first unseen thing that I really believe that God wants you and I to see as we draw near to him. Number one, seeing God's perception. Number one, seeing God's perception. That means having God's insight. That means having God's perspective. That means having God's awareness, having having discernment from God. Now, let's pick it up in verse 8. Now, the king of Aram, that's Ben-Hadad, was at war with Israel. He's at war with Israel. He's at war with Jehoram and the Israelites. So after conferring with his officers, he counsels his officers. He said, I will set up my camp in such and such place. I mean, he's trying to put a trap. He's trying to entrap the Israelite army. He's trying to trick them. And so he sets up a camp and we're just going to trap them. We're going we're to get these Israelites. Look at verse 9. The man of God, that's, that's Elisha, sent word to the king of Israel, Jehoram. He said, beware of passing that place because the Arameans are going down there. Elisha warns Jehoram and the Israelites of the strategy of the enemies, the Arameans. Look at verse number 10. So the king of Israel, Jehoram, checked on the place indicated by the man of God, Elisha, Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places over and over and over again. The story repeats. I mean, I mean, the Arameans try to put a trap for the Israelites and God reveals it to Elisha and he warns King Jehoram and, and over and over again it happens. Look at verse 11. This enraged, this enraged the king of Aram. I mean, he's mad. So he summoned the officers and demanded of them, tell me. Which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? Which one of us is leaking out this information and telling them what's going on? Look at verse 12. None of us 
My lord, the king is the response, said one of the officers. But Elisha, he gives the reason. Elisha, the prophet who's in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. I mean, he knew that God was revealing to Elisha stuff that he didn't know in the natural, but he saw in the supernatural and revealed to him the battle plan of the Arameans and Ben-Hadad. And he goes and he warns Jehoram, the king of Israel. I want that same anointing on my life. And I want that same anointing on your life. I want you in this season to draw near to God. And when you draw near to God, you watch how God reveals things that you didn't know so that you can walk in his protection, so you can walk in his presence, so you can walk in his blessing, so that you can lead your home better, so you can run your business better, so you can live your life better. When you draw near to God, when you get in the vicinity of the divinity, you're gonna experience the proximity of the Trinity and God's gonna reveal things that you didn't know. Write this in your notes, God is speaking to you. And I just declare that over every life today, God is speaking to you, let him speak to you. Let him show you and reveal, reveal to you his perception. Then there's number two. Number two, seeing God's peace. I want you through the eyes of faith, as you're fixing your eyes on Jesus, as you're not focusing on what you see, but focus on what you don't see, I want you to see God's peace. Let's pick it up, if we could, for a moment in verse 13. Go find out where he is, the king ordered. Then hey, dad's angry. I mean, if Elisha's the guy who's doing this, let's go get him, let's find out where he is. He said, so I can send men and capture him. And so the report came back that he's in Dothan. Dothan's this city or this, this town outside of Samaria. Samaria is the capital of Israel. And there's Dothan, it's 10, 12 miles away from Samaria. And then we come down to verse 14. So he sent horses and chariots. That's the military armies of those days, horses and chariots. And a strong force, I mean, a great army, a large army, a strong army he sent there. And they went by night, no surprise, trying to, trying to get them. And they surrounded the city. They surrounded the city of Dothan. The chariots and the soldiers and the horses are surrounding Dothan. Look at verse 15. When the servant of the man of God got up, Gehazi gets up and he goes out early the next morning. And what does he see? An army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. I mean, he gets out and all he sees around the city is, is chariots and, and a large army and, and horses. He sees the enemy and he, and he feels like he's hemmed in and, and closed in all around him with the army. And so he says, oh no, my Lord, what should we do? He goes to panic mode, why? Because he's looking at it through the natural eyes. And when you look at your life through the natural eyes, it's going to grip you with fear. When you look at this COVID season through the natural eyes, it's going to grip you with fear. But get near to God. Get into the vicinity, into the vicinity of the divinity. And then you're going to experience the proximity of the Trinity. And Holy Spirit's going to remove that fear from your life. I want you to look, please, at verse 16. Because what did the prophet Elisha say to Gehazi, who had lost perspective and was gripped by fear? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? He said, do not be afraid, the prophet answered. He declared a word of peace. 
I want you to see that Gehazi looked at it through the natural, so he experienced fear. But Elisha looked at it through the eyes of faith, and he experienced peace of God. My prayer is that God's peace would rest on you. God's peace would rest over you. Write this in your notes. God is calming you. And I pray that you wouldn't look in this season through the eyes that are natural because you're going to get gripped by fear. I want you to look through the eyes of faith and sense and see the presence of God. You may not feel, you may not feel his peace, but his peace is real. Number two, seeing God's peace. God is calming you. But then there's number three, seeing God's presence. Seeing God's presence. And I want to take you now to the latter part of verse 16 where Elisha, said to his servant Gehazi, note this, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. I mean, I mean, I mean, Gehazi, he, all he saw was the enemy surrounding Dothan, and there's a lot of them. It's a large army. It's a big army. There's chariots, and there's, and there's horses, and there's a lot of them, but he's looking through his natural eyes, but not Elisha. He's looking through his spiritual eyes. He's looking through the eyes of faith. And he had drawn close to God and, and God gave him a revelation. And he says to Gehazi, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Church, get it in your spirit today. The presence of God is always greater than the problem that you are experiencing. I don't want you to look through the natural eyes because when you look through the natural eyes, all you're going to see is the problem. But when you look through the eyes of faith, you're going to see the possibility. When you look through your natural eyes, you're just going to see the mountain. But when you look through the eyes of faith, you're going to see the miracle. When you look through your natural eyes, you're going to see the dilemma. But when you look through the eyes of faith, you're going to see the deliverance. I want to challenge you today to get near to God and let God give you a fresh revelation of his presence. Write this in your notes. God is with you. You may not feel it, but he's with you. You might have COVID symptoms. God is with you. You might not have enough money in the bank to pay the bills, but God is with you. You might have sickness in your body, but God is with you. There was never a moment that he wasn't with you. He was with you yesterday. He's with you today, and he's going to be with you tomorrow. Number four, the fourth unseen thing that I believe God wants you to see is number four, see God's protection. I want you to see God's protection. You won't see it with your natural eyes. All you're gonna see is the, is the enemy surrounding you. And some of you today, you feel like the enemy is surrounding you. I'm, I'm hemmed in, I'm closed in. The enemy is all around me. All I see is problem, 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 difficulty, difficulty, difficulty. I want you now through the eyes of faith as you're fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author, the pioneer and the perfecter of your faith. I want you to see God's protection. Look at verse 17. Elisha prayed. He prayed. He prayed for his servant Gehazi and he said, open his eyes, Lord, that he might see. Not open his physical eyes. He could already see physically. No, open his spiritual eyes. Open his eyes of faith that he would see in the spirit realm. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes. <laughs> and he looked. And he saw the hills that are full of horses and chariots of fire surrounding Elisha. 
Only a few moments ago when he walked out of that residence and he looked with his natural eyes, he saw the chariots and the, and the horses and, and the soldiers of the Arameans surrounding Dothan. It's a large army. He's overwhelmed by what he saw. But now he, through the eyes of faith, through the eyes of faith, he saw in the hills horses and chariots of fire, which represents the protection and the presence of God. And before he saw the enemy surrounding Dothan, but now he saw God surrounding Elisha. And I've got a word for you today that when you look out and all you see is the enemy surrounding you, all you see is your problem surrounding you, all you see is the difficulty before you, all you see is your dilemma, all you see is your mountain, you might be surrounded by the enemy and surrounded by your problems and your difficulties. But here today, you are surrounded by God Almighty. He is your protector. He is your protector. Write this in your notes. God is surrounding you. You see, Elisha didn't pray for the protection of God to come. No, 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 no. He prayed that Gehazi would see what already is. Whether you feel it or see it or sense it, God is protecting you right now. But I pray as you draw near to God, you get a fresh revelation of God's protection because when you get a fresh revelation of God's protection, it's gonna strengthen you in this journey. Amen. And then there's number five, seeing God's power. Number five, seeing God's power. I want you, as you draw near to God, as you get in the vicinity of the divinity, that you would experience the proximity of the Trinity, that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit would give you a fresh revelation of God's power. And I want to declare today that God has not lost his power. COVID is not greater than God's. Lack of funds in your bank is not greater than God. Fear is not greater than God. Loneliness is not greater than God. He holds all the power because he's God. Look at verse 18. As the enemy came down towards him, I mean, even Gehazi gets this revelation of the protection of God, but the enemy's coming in. Elisha prayed to the Lord, and all through this text, Elisha is praying. I think we need to keep on praying in the name of the Lord because prayer makes the difference. And he said, strike the army with blindness. Wasn't that a bold, audacious, specific prayer? God, strike the army with blindness. I, 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 I want to challenge you to pray bold, audacious prayers, specific prayers. You need healing in your body? Say in the name of Jesus, heal me. If you, you need finance in the name of the Lord, be my provider. I mean, that's what Elisha did, a bold, audacious prayer, strike the army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. God answered exactly what he asked. Could it be you've not received because you've not asked? You have not because you ask not. Look at verse 19. Elisha told them they're, they're now blind. They can't see. It's kind of a little humor here. He said, this is not the road. This is not the city. Follow me and I will lead you to the man you're looking for. They're right with the guy they're looking for. And he says, I'll take you to where he is. You're in the wrong place. And he took them to Samaria, which is about 12 miles away from Dothan. It's the capital of Israel. Look at verse 20. They entered the city. And then Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so that they can see. So the Lord opened their eyes and they looked. And there they were inside Samaria. I want you to think about it. Ben-Hadad's army, the Aramean soldiers, were surrounding Dothan. 
But now the enemy army is in the middle of the capital of Israel, Samaria, surrounded by God's people. Oh, what an irony to the story. But I want to declare that God wants you to see his power. He wants you not just to have a revelation of his power. He wants you to experience a demonstration of his power. Write this in your notes. God is helping you. You see, when you get a revelation of God's power, you begin to realize that God, God, God is helping you. He's your helper. He's your miracle worker. And then, my friends, I want to take you to number six, seeing God's plan. Number six, seeing God's plan. Not your plan. Not your plan, but God's plan. And I want to challenge you today. When you draw near to God, God draws near to you. He's going to reveal to you his plan, and his plan is better and greater than your plan. When you look at it through your natural eyes, it's going to be your plan. But when you look at it through the eyes of faith, focusing on Jesus, it's going to be his plan. Now watch this. Watch this. I want you to pick the story up in verse 21. When the king of Israel, Jehoram, saw them, he asked Elisha, the man of God, the prophet, shall I kill them, my father? Shall I kill them? Now think about it. The enemy who surrounded them, they're now surrounding the enemy. Let's take them down. That's my plan. Let's kill them. Look at verse 22. Elisha responded in some very unique words, do not kill them. He said, would you kill those who you've captured with your own sword and bow? Would you, would you kill your prisoners of war? We're not going to kill them. Look at verse 23. So amazing. Look what he did. He prepared a great feast for them. And after they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them away and they returned to their master. You didn't see that coming, did you? You thought that they would kill the enemy. I mean, that would be my plan. That was the plan that, that the king of Israel wanted. But Elisha said, no, 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 no. I feel God has a different plan. We're not going to kill them. We're not going to show them harm. We're going to show them kindness. And he made them a nice meal and he fed them and he sent them on their way. Now, that's a very unique ending to this story. But hear me, church, when you get close to God, when you draw near to God, when you get close in his presence, when you, when you get in the vicinity of the divinity, you're going to have a revelation from the proximity of the Trinity. God the Father is going to reveal his plan, which is greater than your plan for your life. I ask you, do you want your plan or do you want God's plan? I can promise you, your plan is never as good as God's plan. Your plan might lead to failure, but God's plan will lead to blessing and success. So I want to challenge you to pray and see the unseen of God's plan. I want you to write this in your notes. God is guiding you. God is guiding you. And I would challenge you to allow him to guide you and lead you. And where he leads, may you follow. The last unseen thing that I want to share with you from this great text is seeing God's purpose. I know it's been a long COVID season. It's been, it's been difficult. And I know it's getting harder and harder as the, as the weeks go by. I know it is. And I know this isolation is getting tougher and tougher and the news is getting more and more discouraging. And, and I'll tell you, just a little nugget of truth. Don't watch so much of the news. It's going gonna, it's gonna to depress you. I would encourage you to read more of God's word than you watch the news. Let the word fill you with faith. But I want to tell you today that God's, God's got a purpose. 
And I want you to look at the latter part of verse 23. So the bands from Aram stopped raiding Israel's territory. And Israel went into a season of peace and then turmoil happened again. It's hard to understand what is the, what is the purpose of God in this, but God, God had a purpose. You may not see his purpose, but God had a purpose. Now, let me just be very transparent. We've been building up to Easter weekend. We've been excited about Easter weekend. I mean, your staff and a team have been working on, on a service that, that we're gonna happen at nine, 11, and one o'clock on Easter Sunday. And, and we were expecting like 4,000 people to show up on Easter Sunday. We really felt it was gonna be big and great. It was our plan. Then God marked out the course called COVID, a global epidemic. And every church could not hold their services on site. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, we might be in lockdown, but the church isn't shut down. Am I right? And every church had to go online and get creative and take their sermon from their house and do their best. And we understand that connection is much better than perfection. But let me tell you that the reach of last Sunday was greater and bigger than we could ever imagine. We, we put our service on Facebook Live. We put it on our church website live. We had our service on Instagram and YouTube. And I don't have all the numbers, but on Facebook alone, there's like 11,000 computers that logged in. That might equate to 20 or 25,000 people. You add live streaming on our website. You add YouTube and Instagram. I could only imagine how many Thousands of people were watching our Easter Sunday service. We had our plan, but God had his plan. Here's the truth. God can take what the enemy has meant for evil and he can bring good out of it. He can turn bad into good. Amen. So I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you today to begin with the eyes of faith to see the unseen. Allow these seven unseen things to press deep in your heart. And as you press into God, God's gonna press towards you and he's gonna reveal things that you can't see in the natural, but you're gonna begin to see in the supernatural through eyes of faith. Now, there's many of you today, there's many of you that are watching today. You're like, Mark, I, I feel a bit like Gehazi when he walked out and all he saw was the, was the enemy surrounding Dothan. And I feel a bit like that, Mark. I, all I can see is, is, is I'm being hemmed in and I'm being closed in. And I feel like I'm being surrounded by my problems and, and surrounded by my difficulty and, and surrounded by, by sickness and surrounded by a lack of provision and, and surrounded by things that I don't want. Oh, I feel so hemmed in, hemmed in, I pray. I pray that you wouldn't stay like Gehazi stayed. I pray that you would have a revelation that Elisha gave to Gehazi. I pray that when you feel, when you feel, when you feel like you are surrounded, when you feel like you're hemmed in, I don't want you to panic. I don't want you to lose perspective. I want you to stand strong in the peace of God. I want you to lift your hands and give him praise. I want you to realize when you feel like you are surrounded, be reminded today that you are surrounded by God. I want you to realize today that God is your protector. God is your miracle worker. 
fear. God is surrounding you. God's got this. He's not left you. He's not forsaken you. The enemy is not in charge of your life. God is greater and bigger. There is God who is greater and for us than any forces of the enemy in the world. And when you feel like you're hemmed in, and when you feel like you are surrounded by the enemy, I remind you today that you are surrounded by God. And I want you to give him praise. I want you to stand firm in God. I want you to give him praise and realize that we are surrounded by a God who's in charge. In just a few moments, I'm going to share a few final words. And in just a few moments, I'm going to pray for you after I share these few final words. But before I do, I want you to worship with us with this powerful song that when you feel like you are surrounded, be reminded you are surrounded by God. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. With my hands lifted high. This is how I fight my battles. Come on, you sing that out with us. Oh, this is how I fight my battles. Right here, Lord. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Jesus. This is how I fight my Keep singing that. Here we go. Well, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I.
that's it. Oh, this is how I find my battles. With praise to you, Lord. Because this is how I find my battles. Oh, oh this is how I find my battles. Yes, Lord. Yes, Father. God, this is how we fight this morning, Lord. With praise, Lord. With thanksgiving to you, Jesus. Is that how you're going to fight your battle? Are you going to stand strong and stand in his peace and rest in his peace and, and know that when you feel like you're surrounded, you're surrounded by God? So I want to challenge you with that message today. Stand strong in the Lord. God is for you. He's not against you. And stand in the peace of God. And as you draw near to God, he's going to draw near to you. And he's going to give you some amazing, fresh revelations. So we want to hang out in the vicinity of the divinity so that we can experience the proximity of the Trinity. Before I pray with you, I want to ask every one of you today that is watching a very honest question. It's this. If today was the day that you died and you stepped into eternity, are you ready for heaven? Do you know where you will spend eternity? The Bible teaches us very clearly that there's a heaven, there's a hell. The Bible teaches us that someday we will step into eternity. Where will you spend eternity? I don't want you to think you're going to heaven. I don't want you to hope that you're going to heaven. I want you to know beyond any shadow of a doubt that you're going to heaven. The Bible says that Jesus is the way, he's the truth, he's the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. The way to heaven is not through religion, it's through a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. He's the way, he's the truth, he's the life, he's the way. So 2,000 years ago, Jesus went to a cross for you, he died for your sins. You can't save yourself, but Jesus can save you. You can't work for your salvation, it's by grace. Do you know that you know that you know that you're going to heaven? And I believe that there's many of you, probably hundreds of you watching right now, that you can't answer that question with a definite yes. You can't answer that question with a definite yes. I know beyond any shadow of doubt that I'm going to heaven. And before I close this service, I have no greater joy than lead you in a prayer to ask Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior. And if you don't know if you're going to heaven, and you want to be sure and ready for heaven. And you want Jesus to be the center of your life. I want to lead you in this prayer. And if you'd like to join me, I invite you to join me as we pray together. Dear Jesus, I ask you into my life. Please forgive me of my sins. I have decided to follow Jesus. I receive you in my life. Today, I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Today, I make my peace with you in Jesus' name, amen. I believe that there's literally hundreds of you globally around the world right now that you prayed that prayer and you made your peace with God. I want you to know you made the best decision of your life and you will see on the screen how you can indicate how you've accepted Christ in your life. And I would encourage you to indicate that you've accepted Jesus Christ in your life. So I want you to tell someone that you've made that decision. Get in contact with us. You will see on, on the screen how you can reach out to us and we will reach back to you. 
And if you live in the Ottawa area and you don't attend a life-giving, Bible-believing church, we'd love to have you join us in the journey. Join us online. And when we get back worshiping on site, come worship with us. We've got so many ministries to help you in your new faith journey. But if you live outside of Ottawa, somewhere in Canada or somewhere around the world, and you would like to attend a life-giving, Bible-believing church, get in touch with us and we will help you find a life-giving, Bible-believing church in your area. Well, I trust that you've enjoyed this sermon today. I want to pray for you. Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord, first of all, for those that accepted you in their life. I pray that they would know that they've made the best decision of their life. I pray that they would go forward with you and help us to help them in their new faith journey. But God, I also pray for everyone today that we would take this sermon that we've heard today, seeing the unseen that, God, we would get in the proximity of you. You would help us, God, to, to press closer to you in this COVID season, and that you would then reveal these unseen things to us. Cover, God, and protect everyone. There's many, many who are walking through difficulties. Would you be their miracle worker? Would you be our healer? Would you be our provider? Would you be our deliverer? Would you be our comforter? Would you be our strength? And so, God, I pray that you would surround us today and go with each one. I pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, may the Lord bless each one of you. Evelyn and I love you dearly. We really do. We miss you, and we look forward to seeing you soon.